So that's the during the relationship and mm-hmm. when uh, certain things are happening and you may need to leave or may need to figure out how to stay. So then I was thinking about the end of the relationship and how one of the biggest things that happen why relationships end throughout the world is cheating. Cheating and many, many different forms. So much so. There's how much content created from this aspect? Oh my God. Like the show Cheaters, right? Right. There's reality shows. There's uh, regular TV shows, movies, all types of stuff because it's such a big aspect. Now, um, I was talking to my brother the other day and um, we were talking about cheating. I was letting him know about this podcast and um, he said for him, uh, and this is how he defined it, and he said cheating is when you're doing something with someone that's not your partner that you wouldn't want your partner doing with someone else. Oh, that's a wonderful definition. There's no ambiguity there. Right. There's no way to go left, mm-hmm. no way to go right. But then I found a way. As I was talking to my brother. You found a loophole. (laughs) I mean, not that I'm a cheater. Not that I advocate cheating. And I don't think cheating is a good thing whatsoever. But when I was thinking about this last week and, and, and it hit my brain, I was wondering, when the cheating occurs, and not that they need to, but do both parties the man and the woman or the woman and the man agree that cheating took place or does the party who actually did the cheating because of where they're at in their relationship mentally and their head do they kind of feel like we broke up months ago in my mind I just kind of found someone else right so when going back to the previous topics, right? How they kind of build on each other. And when they, you kind of stay in these uh, relationships you're not happy with, knowing what you want, sometimes you get to a point where mentally you're done with the person. And emotionally. And emotionally. But the problem is, a lot of times, you don't know how to or you don't have that conversation with that person. And then some people go ahead and move on to someone else. So... In their headspace, they didn't actually cheat. Because going by his definition, he said when you're doing something with someone that's not your partner, that you wouldn't want your partner doing with someone else. But at this point, they don't care what their partner does with someone else. They don't even want them. So going by this definition, is it actually cheating? Well, it's still definitely cheating. Because cheating is when... Can you read it? Can you read it again? Of course. It's when you're doing something with someone that's not your partner that you wouldn't want your partner doing with someone else. And to me, that sentence is only valid if both people are equally invested into the relationship. So that's that's my point. So if the person who actually committed the act is no longer equally invested meaning that he doesn't care what his partner or her partner does with someone else. When they commit this act, are they actually cheating? 
Well, they've already cheated by being in a relationship that they clearly don't care about. And at that point, it's going to hurt the other person more than them. Because whoever, whoever cares the, less, the least in a relationship, they control the relationship. That's an interesting take as well. What do you think about that, Jim? I completely agree, actually. Um, I, I, I get the point of what I brought up, where if you're with somebody and you're not truly invested or whatever, it doesn't really matter what they do because you might not care. Um, but I do also agree with, you know, when somebody is cheating, they are cheating, but depending on how they're doing it, like they may be just cheating on themselves by prolonging somebody in that particular situation. But it, it all is based off of what your values are, what you feel is right or wrong. Some people who cheat, engage in heavily cheating in that sense, they may see it as something that might not be as serious. Or going into that ideology of just basically stating, like, if I'm not married, I don't really consider anything outside of that cheating because I'm not fully committed to somebody until I find somebody that I feel is that particular person for me. And some people look at life as that. And I, th I think to or I believe to really combat that idea and really stop the idea of cheating and wanting to be with that person is you know sometimes you gotta take those sacrifices you gotta take those hits in the beginning like you know sometimes you might find somebody who's actively cheating in that sense and you know but sometimes you may feel that person who's doing it they never really had anyone you know hone up to them and like really put them on a regard and like listen what you're doing is not right like what you're doing is not like it's just not something that you should be you should do like what is it why why do you feel like this is okay and i feel like a lot of people who may like stand out and say like you're cheating and you're doing this and you're doing that they're doing it off of a sense of embarrassment because somebody may find out that you were cheating and now they're embarrassed mm -hmm. There's a difference between you're cheating and then somebody may know you're cheating, but nobody knows. It may hurt them, but it's not going to hurt as much and as opposed to somebody who finds out where it's a public thing and they get embarrassed because now everybody knows it's as opposed to just you and I. And I feel like that's a bigger issue when you take it to that aspect when somebody, something like that comes out. And I think when you look at the two, the two scenarios, it's just depending on how you attack both scenarios because if you may if somebody's cheating in private you may attack it in one way but if somebody's uh, cheating in public and then you're you and then your friends and then other people you don't know find out you're going to attack it in a whole different light and i feel like if you're going to get mad get mad in an equal matter don't get mad just because other people are mad with you because now it just now i'm going to view it as a game Right. I'm going to view it as like, okay, now I just don't have to do it because other people are finding out. So if other people don't find out, it's okay. Because when it's just between you and I, you act differently. You're like, okay, well, I will let it slide. So I continue to do my thing. Mm -hmm. But if you treat the, the true, the true abnormal, abnormal, abnormal things together and, and put it in one box, 
now you give that person an opportunity to really think like okay why is this person like bugging out so much like why are they looking at me like this like maybe that person might not actually not know or they really want help but it may, it sounds weird like well i need help from doing this that and the thing when other people are just like dapping you up saying this is the good thing to do in that sense and i think if you do it that way and put it in a different scenario you can really change someone's life just just going off of experiences i've seen with other people where they say they like one thing and then somebody else gives them a whole another way of looking and thinking about life it changes their perception because no one has ever put it in that particular space where saying like if i did this that and the third this person may look at me and be like okay well this is a typical thing like this is a, but if you say it in a different manner a different way and you act it's like okay i never thought of it that way and now you 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 kind of feel in a way like okay this is a bit more attractive to you because it's something that's different you're in a way you're seduced by this because this is you feel like somebody you feel like this is something that i can't get for someone else and if i lose this i'm going to lose that feeling or the idea of like i want to be around that person by doing something different but a lot of people just do the same things and they feel like they're doing something different but they're not so it's just like if you fall complacent to that same idea why would you want to be around it? So when that person does leave, it may hurt, but you don't really care because you feel like somebody's just doing the same thing as the next person. So I guess it starts with, and I guess this is a Pandora's box a little bit, but why do people cheat in the first place? And I think personally, um, a lot of times it's due to lack of communication which goes all the way back to knowing what we want and not being happy and not communicating that with your partner. And then you go seek it elsewhere. And I think that lack of communication sometimes happens because we may know our partner and don't think they will respond well to you telling them you're not happy with certain aspects. So it's kind of one big circle to me which can lead to a person being unhappy and then I'm say quote unquote cheating <laughs> because again, I feel like they're mentally gone and they've been gone. And by the time they step out to someone else, they don't really care about the outcome of being caught. I feel like in their mind, they're not actually cheating. They just moved on before you knew it. Right. Right. So again, like you said, it comes full circle. So it goes all the way back to the bait and switch because the bait and switch could be a reason why, why cheating occurred. So I feel like a lot of guys can admit this and they probably won't be able to admit this in front of the girls if they're listening. Right. So again, that's also another red flag. If you're answering, if you're answering truthfully with duress as we sit in the law office, you're, that's an that's a emotionally toxic relationship if you can't even speak facts openly because of what will happen behind the scenes that's abuse just because it's not physical because emotional because emotional could actually hurt even more emotional can then turn physical especially with guys i agree i mean you know we we in, in every walk of life sometimes people can't take criticism or constructive criticism or what they feel like is deemed to be criticism and become ultimately defensive if that happens throughout your relationship, you start to 
not want to bring a person or bring to a person what you feel like they're doing wrong because you don't want to hear that defensive stance. And you're walking on eggshells, but to the point of cheating, if before the committed relationship we were just feeling each other out and there was, let's say, a lot of uh, boot knocking occurring and it was just awesome and authentic and consistent. And then after the commitment or after you sign the legal document, none of that occurs anymore. And yet we both know, again, girls will play cognitive dissonance about this aspect, but they know for certain if that didn't occur before the relationship, there would be no relationship. So you're cutting out either strategically using it as a weapon or acting like, oh, I don't know what happened. I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> you can call whatever you want. I call it nonsense because we, we all know if we're if we're capable of operating a moving vehicle, if you can drive, you understand that concept. And that's things that can lead to cheating. And again, I don't agree with cheating, but if situations like that exist, I don't see how cheating can't happen. I mean, it, 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 can, it, it can not happen by communicating. Or if you yeah, if you have the, the balls enough to end a relationship, yes. Or, or ending it and just right. saying, you're not giving me what I want, which brings it all the way, you know, all the way back mm-hmm. uh, to that. But Hopefully, that communication is key in, in every relationship, and and we've learned that to not take it to a point where you're actually cheating, or quote unquote cheating, as I say, because to John's point, and he made an interesting point. Sometimes the person who uh, is the the victim, so to speak, they're okay as long as it's not in public. So, are they really upset with the embarrassment or the fact that the person cheated? Reminds me a lot of politicians, right? Like, how many politicians' wives stay with them after cheating? And it's all public and all that. But it's kind of like, you knew what you signed up for in the public eye. So everything is under a microscope. So my question, though, is... If a person is cheated on, and even for you, too, would you be more upset if it was a situation to where the person felt like they weren't cheating because they really weren't happy with you for a long time and just wanted to move on? Or if they were, like, very upset and remorseful and wanted to make it work? But either way, they still cheated. I mean, I'm going to let John tackle this, and I'm just going to say that, for me personally, I would be more upset with myself for not seeing it. That's fair. Uh, to what Josh said, I completely agree. Um, you know, especially at this day and age, if I was just completely oblivious to something that I'm around and I didn't know, I think, as opposed to just the male ego, you would feel hurt. It could, I mean, the person that cheated on you, but just for you to not even know or have any idea, mm. that's going to hurt you even more because it's just like, it's, it's like an idea you don't even know yourself because it's, it's now it's like you're not even paying attention to the cues. Because if you're talking about a man and a woman, a woman can be very clever when it comes to cheating and how she does it. And now, in a sense, you kind of feel like you, you're dumb. You're dumbed down in a sense because now you, you let all this happen and you didn't even see the cues of what could possibly cause this to happen. So you're essentially living in a, a parallel universe that you didn't even know existed. Basically, yeah. 
And then there's another thing where, you know, just going back to my point of just when people do cheat and based off of what you were brought up upon, you know, sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. Like some, like I said, it's things are a trial and error if you really look at what real relationships are. And sometimes if somebody does cheat on you, like they tell you or if you find out, but they are extremely remorse, remorseful in that sense and they, they do want to work things out with you, you know, sometimes you got to take that into consideration, you know. You got to really look at the person, like, is this something that, you know, that it, it hurts, it, it sucks, like, I didn't want this to happen. But if this person honestly wants to be with you and they're willing to work with you and they're willing to, if they see something in you, then you should also take that into accountability of like, okay, yeah, I don't like this, yeah, this happens, but what, is there any idea of growth between me and this particular person? Like, if I just leave here and then, is this like the end all, like, Am I just going to completely leave, say, this is okay, all right. Or, yes, this happened, yes, I don't like it, yes, it makes me feel bad. But if I look on a future aspect, will this actually make sense? Like, mm -hmm. if you look at it from a business aspect, like, yeah, I'm losing, I'm, I'm not getting as much return right now, but if I play the long game, will I get the return I want on my investment? Mm -hmm. Because if you got to look at it from that aspect, like if you look, if you look at it from that particular point, like it, I may not be getting what I want right now, but if I continue to work on this, will my investment be returned at the end? And that for some, that's hard to actually think and be, be more inclined to really think like, okay, if I do this, am I going? Am I willing to take the gamble of knowing that this person? is really going to work out for me? Or am I just looking at the things that are real tangible right now, like their looks, how they make me feel, how they look, how they dress or whatever. Is that what I'm looking for? Or what they actually offer for me? Is this something that's going to create longevity? Because you know, you, you find people, like I have clients where they find, they find themselves lost for the damsel in distress. They, they may have been the, the most beautiful or the baddest or the cutest girl or man that they've seen in that state. And they're so entranced over that idea that they stay with the person off of that. Not off of what they can offer, just off of what they can see the idea, and what they feel. The idea of them, right. Yeah. And then tw 10, 20, 15, 30 years later, they get old. They don't look the same. They don't offer much. They're taking the, they're taking the things that they they have to offer away, which is basically deteriorating what they have. And then you look at that, and then they always say the same thing: like, if I just knew better, if I didn't look for, if I didn't go for those those quick fixes or those quick hits, maybe I would have a different life. Maybe I would be happier. Maybe I would have had the business I would have wanted just because I I chose this person over my business or my dream, or my passion, just because they were willing to go for what looked good to them. And I think if you can find a way to break that ideal of just what feels good and what actually makes sense for you, if those bad things do happen, there's a way to work past it and through it. And you can actually make it work. And I feel like there's a lot of examples that happen on a day-to-day -day basis 
by breaking it down in that context and if you actually work on it you can make that's quote-unquote cheating eventually disappear it's going to hurt it's going to be a lot of trial and error but if you're willing to work past those things and work through it i honestly do believe you can make something great out of it it's like it's like what what tupac said like a flower or a rose growing out of a out of concrete mm -hmm. like something like that you don't see every day if you honestly work towards it and believe and actually want the thing that you believe in you could make it work but if you don't actually believe it of course you're going to have a disaster because it's not something that you actually want or believe in you know so this conversation is it got really interesting because what john has said is if he is cheated on there may be an opportunity to reconcile right right thinking about who the person is how long they've been together what made them take that route and there may be a chance that we could possibly make it work. Besides the fact of you being mad at yourself for not seeing it coming, Josh, if it did happen, um, is it a done deal? Or would you think about possibly reconciling? I think that would have to be a case-by-case -case objective basis because I feel like in my experience, and I, you know, I have been cheated on, so I feel like in those instances, I stayed because of insecurity, right? So I honestly felt at that time because the relationship had eroded my confidence in myself and self-esteem that much. I honestly didn't think I could do better. But now, again, I was at a certain age. I was in my 20s, but now I'm in my 30s. And now I'm seeing I actually have more options the older I get. I mean, it, it is, to me, it doesn't make too much sense to get hung up on something like that. Like, you made the decision for me to end the relationship right. by you consciously cheating. So you actually did me a favor by not letting us go any further by not signing the contract or having kids or anything like that. And I have more options because yeah, I'm going to say, thank you. Well, there's no reason to get mad. Not at, not at that intellectual level. It doesn't make any sense to me logically. And keeping it with the, uh, a new you thing. That's what jazz would say as well. Um, it will be over the moment that <laughs> someone cheated on him. Right. Um, I mean, it, at that point, I feel like there's no reason to stay. I mean, what are you staying for? Right. Um, I've been cheated on, too, full disclosure. And um, if you heard the last podcast, you know I, I have tons of stories about things in my life. Um, so I'm going to share this one. So I was uh, young. I was actually 19. I know exactly wow. how old I was. <laughs> and uh, when I was that age, I always wanted to... Um, uh, do things before I should, just be very independent, um, do a lot. So I was renting a house already. Wow. Um, 19. Okay, Mike. For, yeah. With a girl. Um, yeah. Really? Yes. Well, I, I take that back. Never mind. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? I was 19 and naive and didn't think straight. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had lived with her mother at the time. And fixes, right? And uh, when I would go visit her, her mother had like a rule I had to leave the house by 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got time to leave at 10 o'clock, so I just said, Let's get a house together. It was a, not a smart decision, however, I, I don't really like being told what to do, right? <laughs> so we got this house, we're living together, and things are going okay. But I could tell since we're both young and 
you know, she's starting to think, you know, I might want to be still doing different things with my life. So fast forward, we're in there like six months. And uh, I take a trip to my with my dad. We go to uh, Tampa and Miami for a family reunion. Um, and um, I come back a day early to surprise her because she didn't know that I was coming back. I came back on a Thursday. So, as Josh's mouth is wide open, anticipating the inevitable. So, I come back a day early. I actually go out and I buy some flowers. So, again, this is full disclosure, uh, letting you know. So, flight lands, Philadelphia. By the time I get home, it's, it's close to midnight. So, I walk in the house and um, I, uh, I go upstairs and is this the contagious video, Michael? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? The guy had braids too, just like Kel's had the contagious video. Well, for, uh, again, it's not funny. I'm sorry that happened to you, but you, it's, it's, all, it's, it's, it's very ironic. Yeah, it's a long time ago now. So I go upstairs holding the flowers that I already have in my hand, and I open up our be- our bedroom door. And I look, and there's her on her normal side of the bed, and there's a guy face down on my pillow laying there in boxer shorts, nothing else. And at first glance, like, because she had a little brother, but he was like 16, 17. And I was like, did her brother come over? Like, But then as I look, I was like, no, that's not her brother. Mind you, I'm standing here for probably five or six minutes just in a trance, not knowing she what to do. She doesn't know you're there. They don't know I'm there. They didn't wake up. So I go back downstairs. They're still not awake. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm, I'm a little lost. I call my guy, Ray. Shouts out to Ray, who I mentioned in my last podcast. And I guess he was busy, which is fine. Probably the best. So, I had these, uh, I used to collect uh, swords. So, I had these uh, katana blades. Wait, actual sharp? Actual swords. sharp katana oh blades. God. These swords cost thousands the, of dollars. The, the samurai katana. The samurai oh katana my, blades. Mike. The ones with, like, the stand is three different sizes. Yeah. Right. So, I actually used to collect katana blades. So, you got, <laughs> you, you, no, no, you didn't. So, oh my God. I'm in a law office, so obviously I won't incriminate myself. This is all alleged, anyway. <laughs> so, I grabbed the largest katana blade, which is probably close to, like, three and a half feet. Oh, my God. So, I go um, I go back upstairs. Uh, I think I set the flowers down on the dresser at this point. But I go back upstairs. I walk to the room. They're still sound asleep when I get up there. Um... I go over close to the guy with the katana blade. And <laughs> I'm going to skip the next part. But then I go back towards the door. And I hit the door very loud. And they pop up like the Undertaker. <laughs> they just sit up. <laughs> right? So the guy's now, he's um, pleading his case. I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Wait, what? Right. Mind you, we live together. I... I have, uh, we have, there's a picture of us in the living room. I'm like, there's literally like size 13 Timberland boots 
here, who else you think they belong to? So I know he was lying the whole time. Right. And she's sitting there frozen. She's literally frozen. She has not moved at all. So guys like trying to grab the stuff, pleading his case, and um and then uh he starts to, you know, walk away. I'm sorry, my bad, all these different things. When we get down the steps at the like very bottom of the steps, uh he turns to me and says, like, you know, no hard feelings, right? So I, this was already my plan. I just wanted him to get closer to the door. But as he got, you know, the no hard feelings, put his hand out, I commenced to thrash him and give him a beating that he's probably still remembering to this day. To this day. Uh <laughs> I'm sure. And uh, drag him out of my house. Jeez. So this took place for several minutes. I go back upstairs. She has not moved. Same spot. Deer in headlights. Okay. Deer in headlights. <laughs> holding a blanket. and Trying to wake up from the dream. <laughs> from the nightmare. <laughs> so me being who I am, I could be a, a you know, certain person sometimes. I go upstairs. Um, I have a blood on my knuckles at the time and I grabbed the flowers and I say to her here I bought you some flowers <laughs> because they're sitting right there makes sense right <laughs> so, she takes the flowers and then she's like I'm so sorry and she's um, you know very upset and she's like I, I, I do whatever you want I want to keep you anyway long story short to go back full circle. This was our house that we lived together. So initially, um, I didn't know what to do. And I started, you know, coming home at strange hours because I didn't really want to be there and didn't want to, you know, look at her. And but what I, I remember was the door. The door made this sound every time you walked into it. And I remember that every time I came in at night, I would think about the night where I found everything. So, I couldn't stay with her. I couldn't stay in the house. I couldn't stay with her because I was constantly reminded. And from that day, I knew if someone cheated on me because of the feelings it would bring when I find out that I couldn't stay with them because those feelings would never go away. That's very interesting. I, I guess... For whatever reason, I would never get married. I uh, mad at the other guy. That's just me. I wasn't mad at what he did because she was a pretty girl. I, you know, I could see. It. However, he lied to me in my face, and I think that's what. Made uh, it you had a katana sword in your hand. I think that's gonna happen regardless. <laughs> I just, I mean, that's true. And I, I, I skipped the part when he saw the katana sword. He was like, what is that? <laughs> Are you going to kill me? <laughs> Very funny. Um, but I just didn't like being lied to. Um, not because he did what he did. But moral of the story is, it helped me to know that I could never stay with someone if they cheated on me. Fair enough. So... Um, so that's the three stages, starting with the bait and switch into um, what do we want and why do we stay when we know what we want, on to cheating um, in the relationships um, that we were thinking about with this podcast. 